Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin Jordan. And I'm Deja Woolery. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing The Golden Bachelor, The Women Tell All. And remember, you can find more episodes of this very podcast at decodingreality.tv and email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. And plus, find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. On today's episode, we'll start by our giving our initial thoughts of the first ever Golden Bachelor, Women Tell All, and then we'll go through the episode, and then we'll wrap up with our predictions for the final couple episodes of The Golden Bachelor. So, Deja, let's get into it. What'd you think? Because I have some opinions, but I'll let you go first. I have some opinions, too. I think... (laughs) (laughs) You know, last episode I said that I thought The Women Tell All would be really boring, It wasn't boring, Mm -hmm. but it was very low in drama overall. Um, High in flatulence, low in drama. I guess maybe we should have come in expecting that. But the the plot twist, I what? You know what? We'll get to it. We'll just have to get to it. (laughs) Here's the thing: I would like to come on this very podcast and give a big fat i told y'all i told you i told you i told you the statistics do not lie spoiler alert for the rest of the episode faith got the first impression rose and historically a bachelor has never ever ever ended up with their final rose or uh their first impression rose recipient Never happened. Are you kidding me? And, and people doubted She's, me. Like, no. Like, yep. go ahead. People doubted me. Go ahead, Deja. Because she I made it pretty y'all. far. Yeah, she made it pretty mm-hmm. far as far as first impression Rose goat. Wow. Let's just try that again. She made it pretty far. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she made it pretty made far it as far as first impression Rose recipients go. But the second that moving conversation came up, there was some shaky ground. I think, I knew it. I knew you know, it. Gary I mean, couldn't break every rule. The I, I love yous were I, enough. I know. It, it. I will say that if any, if like, I, 
I don't want to get too hard on Gary because I feel like at this point, I mean, it's always a real conversation. We're having real conversations at, towards the end of the show about moving, what you actually think politically, what like, you know, what your lifestyle is like. So it's getting to that point. But when it's older people, quote unquote, golden people, it, it, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, it's there's this air of like, I don't know, this air of like death hanging over this entire sh- sh- portion of this franchise that like maybe it's not it's it wasn't an easy decision for young people to move or like make a lifestyle change but like when you're 70 and you're making a lifestyle change it's way more difficult but that happened at the end of the episode this was the first ever women tell all for the golden bachelor and as far as women tell all go uh, or like any tell-all in the Bachelor franchise, I it's always to me an audition for Bachelor in Paradise every single time. <laughs> I don't know about you, Deja, because it feels like the people that I didn't really care about in a traditional season of the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, people that I didn't care about always like <sighs> try to make a scene or make sure they have a line or try to like rectify some ill they thought happened to them or whatever and i'm like yada 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 you're just trying to get on bachelor in paradise and usually that's the case because those people end up going on bachelor in paradise but for this no offense i highly doubt that any of these women are going on bachelor in paradise you know and i get it that's fine but it i i did walk away with thinking this that these women are friends for the most part they don't there's no super bad animosity especially towards kathy did you catch this too deja or am i just like oh they actually were nice to each other yeah i feel like there was a level of um okay now that we're out of the game let's just forget that you know i don't think that these women were coming out with so much cattiness that this is a big shock to me because once you remove gary from the situation Every time it cut to them, they're hanging out in the pool, they're making drinks together, they're finding community with a bunch of women their age. And it's hard enough to find a bunch of people your age anywhere that want to hang out with you all the time. But they got that for a while. And I think by and large, at least my impression, these women left better than when they came on. You know, more open to love, more uh, willing to see themselves with that possibility for the rest of their life. I don't usually end a reality TV show saying that, but I think it was a good deal for them. (laughs) Yes. um, I think they said in the episode, I think Gary said, it. I think these women are now quote unquote, more open to love than they have ever been. And I think that's a pretty net positive in this like bachelor franchise, like experiment that most of the people that came into this, left better than they were and you can't say that about other bachelor shows (laughs) which i think is a testament to how this franchise treats people but with all that being said let's get into the meat of the episode because it starts off with like the women introducing themselves or like they do like a here's so-and-so here's so-and-so and i do want to use this part to talk about a couple of glow ups that I saw tonight because all the women came back, but I want to point out April, great dress, great glow up. I don't know what she did, but she looks better than she did. And I do want to say Kathy, no offense to Kathy. We love Kathy. It's just, 
All right. <clears throat> How do I say this nicely? Kathy in the show was portrayed older, way older than the rest of the women. But in this, it seems as though she got some years back. Did you notice this too? Or did you have any favorites in this part of the segment, Deja? Kathy looked like she was running for office. Um, But I think she actually is one of the older um, women amongst the group. But during this, she didn't look like it, which I thought was great. I think outfit choice. Maybe this is more how she dresses in her day-to-day life, for all we know. Um, Edith. Edith looked like the golden Barbie. Always going to be a win. Absolutely. (laughs) Edith, my heart. (laughs) Right. I believe Marina was wearing green when she didn't get her rose. And I remember being like, how are you sending her home? She looks so pretty in green. And she was wearing green again today. So loving that. Um, But yeah, I think those are the ones that stuck out to me the most. Kathy was giving very politician core, very can I count on your vote. (laughs) She does give Hillary Clinton vibes. I'm not going to lie to you. She does give. I wasn't going to say it. It's true, though. It's true. Like, no offense. The politicians that we have today are pretty old. So Kathy would fit in just fine, you know. But everyone did, like, a very good job kind of glowing themselves up for this reunion special. And I really appreciate that. Well, that being said, there was a special segment where all the women are introducing themselves. And Susan gets a very special shout out from the one and only... Chris Jenner? Like, I know it's been an internet thing saying that, like, Susan looks like Chris Jenner, but Chris Jenner, like, did a little video segment, like, how much she loves this show. And I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Jenner showed up on the show. Call me crazy. Well, well, (laughs) do you think they're preparing us for Susan, the Golden Bachelorette? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I think, unfortunately, I think that this show likes to, unfortunately, likes to pick the most inoffensive person possible. And I'm not calling Susan offensive, but Susan is a character. Like, a true, like, reality show character. And we, I love seeing her on screen. But this show tends to pick, like, very middle of the lane people, you know? I think they are auditioning Golden Bachelorettes, but <laughs> I don't know if Susan was one of them, you know? Like, Susan yeah. got a lot of attention, you know? If there was a Golden Bachelor in Paradise, Susan would be first on sand 100%. You know what I mean, Deja? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I was kind of trying to watch throughout this episode for any sprinklings of, of hints. But I feel like even though a few contestants had a moment that made me feel like they wanted our attention on them, I still believe they're going to bring a whole new woman for the Golden Bachelorette. I just don't think... A whole new woman? I don't think they're going to have anyone who wants to pause their life again. Or if they do, it won't be the ones that they'd like to put forward. Really? Okay. I mean, honestly, I think someone did get, like, I guess quote-unquote auditioned for golden bachelorette Uh, and i think that person is joan one of the first people so let's get into it after the whole chris jenner segment joan uh had a whole hot seat segment 
because Joan was one of the women who left early. And during the show, uh, we see Joan gets a phone call from her daughter who's having a hard time. Like during the show, we that's not really explained to us what exactly happened. But during this hot seat segment, uh, Joan goes to say that her daughter was dealing with severe forms of uh, postpartum depression, which is a very real thing. And like, not something to joke about. So I completely understand Joan leaving the show to go handle that, which like which is commendable. I'm also surprised that ABC, not super surprised, but I'm surprised that they like let Joan say like what it actually was. You know, uh, Deja, did you did this catch you off guard too? Because I was like, wow, okay, we're going there. I think. Through social media or press releases or something, around the time that that episode aired, it people did know that it was you know an issue of postpartum depression. I wonder if at that point ABC was just like, "Well, the cat's out of the bag, anyways. Go ahead and <laughs> and and say what it is," because they were careful to avoid directly acknowledging it during the episode. It was only externally you could find that information. Yeah, and I get it, but I mean. I, I I want to like put Joan up for Golden Bachelorette, not because not because I will say that out of the show, I think she is one of the most active women from this show on social media right now. But that's not saying much because the numbers indicate that she had like one of the biggest growths. But she's only at eleven thousand followers on Instagram, and we do know that this show does take social media following into account when it comes to like picking the next bachelor or bachelorette. So the fact that she got a, a sit down segment, she was allowed to talk about her daughter and she's active on social media. I wouldn't be surprised if they were eyeing her for the golden bachelorette. Deja, would you watch Joan as the golden bachelorette? I would and watch Joan. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. She's fun. I, I think no, it's okay. I think she would be really funny, honestly, as a golden bachelorette. Just I just feel like her confessionals, her one-on-ones with the producers would have me cracking up. Her and a few other women, I think um Susan gave me that vibe. Like, I want to hear what you were saying, like wisecracks. I want that behind the scenes. Cut that in. Um April, as crazy as she was, hearing her side of everything would have been hilarious. So a few of the women did have that kind of energy that I'm like, oh, let me let me see your confessionals in the back, please. I will say, I mean, not that I'm counting Joan out, but I this is going to sound terrible and I don't mean it to. Joan, out of all the older woman, women, she does look younger than a lot of the other women, you know? And... I will. I feel as though if they pick Joan to be the Golden Bachelorette, I feel like it's a very safe choice, especially with the audience of this franchise. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, like, I don't know if Edith would have been that much better, you know, because I, I don't think Edith's in the conversation for Golden Bachelorette anymore. I'm really sad about that. I don't that think because- she is. I don't yeah, I don't even okay. know if she has an interest in it. The way she posted, you know, in the week after... Um, the episode where she sent home is she's just like, well, that was fun, guys. On to the next. <laughs> but I do I, think I they think were. She's hurting. 
Nah, she's fine. The DM she must be getting right now, all kinds of men probably just made their Instagram. But um, I think Ellen was kind of being pushed as an option as well. Um, Definitely felt like the crowd and the audiences at home through social media really appreciated her, felt like she was really genuine, felt drawn to her. So her getting her moment as well, I think, might be tipping us in a direction. So let's get into Ellen. I think that was a perfect segue because Ellen is another person that gets a hot seat segment. And if you don't remember Ellen, excuse me, she was one of the people that had uh, a friend who was, I believe she had cancer and they were huge Bachelor fans. And she encouraged Ellen to go on the show and apply for the show. And in the very first episode, you see Ellen give her friend a shout out. Um, She goes like, we finally made it, you know? And Alan went, I would say, pretty far, but I was very shocked at her elimination because Ellen is the one who got the pretty woman date. And usually, statistically, the bachelors give the pretty woman date to the person that they're most feeling. So super surprised when she went home. But also she got a whole uh she got a whole hot seat segment. And in this hot seat segment, um, as she's talking about her friend, the producers bring her friend's daughter to the recording because they kept um, giving this shot to the daughter. I'm like, who is this person? I've never seen this person before. Turns out it's her friend's daughter. And she thanks Ellen for being such an advocate and a good friend for uh, her mother, which is so nice, like genuinely heartwarming and like no BS surprisingly authentic coming from this show. What do you think of this whole Ellen segment, Deja? I thought it was really sweet and really authentic because whenever you lose someone in your life, you'll never forget those who helped take care of them, like ever. And if it's, you know, this woman's mother, uh, Roberta's daughter coming and saying what you did, how you were there, meant something. There's no way she's doing that unless it's genuine. No amount of ABC, you know, uh, cajoling could make somebody say that about <laughs> their mother unless it's real. So I thought that was just a beautiful demonstration of who Ellen is outside of this show. And I think that to be the bachelorette, usually they want you to have some kind of virtue. I feel like half the bachelorettes are like teachers or nurses or something like that, or they volunteer all the time, or there's like a virtue to a bachelorette, I think, because of how a good woman is expected to be. So I feel like Ellen's kind of throwing her her hat in the ring a bit. And, and speaking of hat in the rings, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
and we are back recapping the Golden Bachelor. We just got discuss we uh, we just got done discussing Ellen and her hot seat interview. And the very next person who gets a hot seat interview is the Golden Bachelor himself. And like this is not surprising at all. But the most surprising part of this sit down interview for me is that when Gary gets on stage, all the women love Gary. Still love Gary, even though he, like, broke their hearts. No hard feelings towards Gary. And they've actually, like, a lot of them, this is the part we talked about earlier, expressed to Gary that he opened themselves up for love and how much they appreciate Gary for letting him go on this journey. And there is, like, kind of a brief kind of, how do I say this? I think... I don't know if Gary is happy or mournful. It was very hard to gauge Gary's demeanor during this whole segment and this part of the show. Because, I don't know, like, he's happy, but I don't know if he gives off the energy of, like, happily married or happily engaged. Was it just me? Because I'm like, it's mm, something's going on. What did you think, Deja? I definitely did think Gary felt a bit muted, but to me, given how intensely he feels everything, honestly, throughout this series, and especially how bad he felt about having to send women home, I feel like being in front of all the women he has sent home, except one, was probably just a lot for him. I I don't know if he was prepared to be there. I think he was probably a little bit less stressed than he would have been had the women been like, oh, I hate Gary before he came on. But I don't think he was prepared to face them again. I don't think we've seen somebody this loved by the contestants or any contestant on this show. Usually someone has some sort of unearned grudge. Like, oh, you sent me home. Oh, no. Like, you slept with both of us at the same time, whatever. But nope. Everyone's thumbs up for Gary, which I think is another testament to how he might be the best lead this franchise has ever had. But right after this kind of brief sit down with Gary, we immediately go into the flashbacks of what happened. And we finished a cliffhanger of what happened last week. And so if you didn't know, Gary gives his first rose to Leslie, which means that he has to pick between Teresa and Faith. And Gary gives his final rose to Teresa, (laughs) which surprised all of Bachelor Nation. Me, not so much, but that's beside the point. I I think I think it's time we give Teresa a little bit more credit. But mainly everyone's surprised that he sent Faith home. He said he loved Faith and Faith goes home. Deja, how surprised were you when Gary did not choose Faith? You know, it's just the fact that he said I love you in front of her whole family. Gary, what were you thinking? And especially because, as we talked about last episode, the I love you to Teresa sounded like a bit of Bachelor editing, sounded like a little movie magic in there. Um, So this ending after what he had done in that episode was shocking. But the first impression Rose wasn't going to win. So I don't feel like it that much affects the outcome as much as Gary. 
there is a family somewhere on a farm who hates you. They hate you. So- There's like a pig named after you now. <laughs> There's something I know for a fact. So, I mean, yes. So I do think it's interesting because we immediately see Faith on the couch. And Faith is crushed, like truly devastated about this. And we know that the filming happened some time ago. So she's still crushed about Gary sending her home. And she does give the same, like, this show gave me an opportunity to look at love differently because um, she said that she has so many walls up and Gary somehow broke them all down. And what's really, to me, the saddest part about this whole segment is when she's talking, she was, she was talking to Gary and Gary starts breaking down when he talks about how he broke his promise to her children and her grandchildren about breaking her heart and hurting her. And that's the part that really got him. I think it goes back to my theory about who Gary is as a person. And Gary feels loved or I guess feels activated when he is in protector mode. And I think the part that got him is that he betrayed someone. He betrayed the family's trust in protecting faith. I think that is a testament to how good he is as a man, but oh, it was brutal. What do you think of the Gary and faith conversation, Deja? I was kind of glad that faith didn't let him off too easy because she very well could have just not brought it up even to spare herself from bringing up the level of pain that he caused by doing that. But I think sometimes people who are as outwardly emotional as Gary don't get told about themselves because there's this thought of like, well, they already feel bad. So it's all done, but you did a bad thing. And I think faith has every right to get to say that to your face what the heck, dude? You made a promise in front of everyone. You broke my heart. Um, so I was glad that it was put out there. I do think he genuinely feels bad about it. But he did, did what he, he did. Okay. I think so. I, I think do... he felt bad about it. No, I did he did Gary do a bad thing? I don't know. Like uh, it's I don't mm, I'm not sure what quote unquote bad thing get I guess the promise to children I mean that's the bad I thing to me a, yeah I think it's the structure of the show well but he didn't have to say that though Ooh, I think it was short sighted it was Ooh, coming probably yes. out of some real emotions but by being so short sighted and being so quick with his words he put faith in a more vulnerable emotional position and he put her family in a position to expect something so great for her and like 24 hours later they were going to be hearing that she's coming home you know it wasn't that he faked the feelings i don't think i feel like there's no way you can watch the show and think he faked those feelings but take a second quick to think slow to speak gary come on but i get he said i love you to two more than one woman. I do want to point out that none of the women had a problem with this. It was not brought up that he said, I love you to more than one person. Maybe it's That's like an emotional point. maturity thing because we were really, really worried about it last week. We we're like, oh no, Gary did a horrible thing. 
maybe it's just the structure of this show that's like making me pause about this. If is is it a is it a bad thing to say I love you too quickly or like is it? I don't think Gary weaponized that in any way. I don't know. I, I I'm just hesitant to call him call it a bad act to ex- expressing yourself. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm hesitant to call expressing your feelings quickly a bad act but it's the children part that's probably the bad it's part. the children <laughs> and it's that because of the structure of the show saying i love you not falling in love not i'm in love saying i love you is already something that is going to come off as a big moment saying it in front of the family is going to come off as an insane moment because i remember that during the um, hometowns, when one of Faith's sisters says she looks like she's falling in love, Faith got like flustered and embarrassed and was like, oh my God, did she just say that in front of you? And Gary's just like, I love you. <laughs> I'm happy for you, but breathe, mm. take it down a notch. Um, I think in, even in I'm in love with you, I'm falling in love with you would have been more aware of her emotions because if we were outside of the show... And this was like Tinder and someone was down to their top three Tinder picks <laughs> and they said, I love you to each of those people. None of them mm-hmm. would know that you would be mm-hmm. able to continue exploring those relationships on the boundaries you've set. But if you're out with a Tinder date and you meet their family and you say, I love you in front of their family, then dump them. Uh, Crazy. Uh, I Yeah, you're right. In the end, you're right again. Come on, Deja. But <laughs> I, I gotta balance out how right you were about her going home. <laughs> True. I will say. I will say the other piece of this. Why we were so shocked about this is that America does not like Teresa. <laughs> Nobody's like. I don't. I'm. I'm very confused because I think. I I I like Teresa in the way of like oh she's just a sweet old lady you know like but everyone is just not a fan of Teresa people are calling her annoying people are like how could Gary choose her why is why do people hate Teresa so much Deja what do you think I don't get it I really don't she seems like the most neutral older woman <laughs> with a bubbly personality even i think the bubbly personality is a plus but i think it's being taken as a negative i don't know if kathy's remarks about Teresa early on kind of stuck with people in the back of their head and Mm. maybe it's making them look at her enthusiasm negatively but even kathy's Mm. moved on from that you guys need to catch up true kathy was like i probably shouldn't have said it that meanly maybe i should have zipped it i think she said which is like Thank you, Kathy, for not holding on to this very weird grudge. Teresa just saying how much she likes Gary, (laughs) you know, and like, I appreciate that, Kathy. And I guess we have to talk about can Teresa win this entire thing? Because next week is Fantasy Suites, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think next week is Fantasy Suites. The very next week is Thanksgiving, so they're taking a week off, and then the very next week is the finale, I'm pretty sure. And so, 
what's different about this is usually there's three women in the fantasy suites. And this is, uh, I'm surprised because Gary, in my opinion, was really attracted to Faith. I'm surprised he didn't bring Faith to the fantasy suites. But it's usually three women. Now it's down to two. And so fantasy suites beat the family and then you have to pick. Uh, do you think Teresa could bring this thing home? I think we have to look at her as a contender now. A real contender. I think Teresa and Gary have always had really cute chemistry. So I I actually might lean towards Teresa over Leslie. Just because as much as him and Leslie have seemed like a straight line, when is a relationship in The Bachelor ever a straight line? It's been so <laughs> steady and questionless. And I think if we're going to talk about someone who, from beginning to end, we remember their art, it's Teresa. And the way mm-hmm. it's been edited and presented to us, I can think of moments or interactions involving Teresa all throughout this process better than I can think of moments with Leslie. Like, what's okay? So what's hesitant? What's making me hesitate about Leslie is that when we meet her family, they they seem nice, you know. And the bulk of that conversation that sticks out in my mind is Leslie's daughter talking to Leslie. Be like, do you really like him? Like, is this like a real thing, you know? And I just, but whenever I think about Teresa's journey on this show, it does almost defy bachelor editing math because it usually they like to hide the winner a little bit you never see the winner in any real drama you never see the person who's going to be the next gold, like bachelor bachelorette in any real drama they kind of edit that out most famously we see this with uh what's his name clayton who in the trailers for his season when he was a contestant he was in a bunch of drama and we never see any of that on the actual show because he then becomes a lead. And so when it comes to Teresa, Teresa was in the biggest drama. And I, I hesitate to call it drama because it wasn't that big and it got sorted out in the show. Teresa was a part of it. And when it comes to Leslie, Leslie was in not any drama she doesn't stick out to me, but and Teresa's in so many good moments. And we see a flash forward to the next part of the show. And Gary is like sobbing and devastated. So is it because he sent Teresa home? Because I have a hard time believing that he would give that reaction to Leslie. Because I, I don't I, I don't think he's that into Leslie. Or maybe the editing is like throwing my scent off. You know what I mean, Deja? What do you what do you think? I think it's hard to look at the drama and being involved in drama as really indicative this season just because there was so little. There was so little. <laughs> Usually something like Teresa and the classic you talk too much about your time with the bachelor. Honestly, if it's the men and it's on the bachelorette, they might, you know, fight a little bit. They might throw a jacket in the pool, something, spice it up. The best they could get here was just like, I really don't like it when you speak. You should shut up. And then Gary being like, oh my God, are they mad at each other? That's it. (laughs) So I think Teresa might get through. And honestly, we may have only seen the edit because they were desperate for something to show some friction in the house of otherwise agreeable women. That is true. But this, 
reunion special does end with not a lot of friction, but a lot of a lot of potty humor. <laughs> because after this whole segment, we see the women have their blooper reel, and I've never seen so many farts on television. Mainly Sandra looking straight at the camera and holding a like two minute long fart. I was like, what the what is happening right now? <laughs> and she made like a weird face too. It was very a lot of potty humor. Do I'm not sure if that say? should be possible. Yeah, do you have anything to say about the bloopers? Cause I was like, all right, why are we here? Wow. Ladies. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Get a digestive or something. Lord, that's all I've got. Just take care of that GI health. You guys are concerning me a little bit. Way too many farts. But too many farts. <laughs> that's going to bring us to the end of the recap of the show. And this is the part where we are going to finalize our predictions for the next episode. So, next week, Fantasy Suites, they're in Costa Rica. What do you think is going to happen, Deja? I think that in the back of his head, Gary was hoping some of these women would be terrible, and they haven't been. And it has been week after week of choices that make him want to cry. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to cry more. But I think in the end, I'm just I'm going to bet on Teresa. Betting against Teresa has never done me well through this season, so I'm betting on Teresa. Is <sighs> That is true. When someone messed with Teresa and Gary found out about it, he sent her home. So maybe he's very protective of Teresa. But we never see him say, I love you to Teresa. We we see the Franken bite of it, but we never see him say it, which is very weird to me. We see him say it to Leslie, though. We see him say it to Leslie. Also very weird. I... I is it... Is there a scenario where Gary doesn't pick anybody? Because we have not seen... I think there is. I think that is a possibility. Go off. Go ahead. Because we haven't seen any footage of a proposal anywhere. So, I don't know. What do you think, Deja? I don't know why he would pick neither of them. Because it seems like he does have some kind of connection to both of them. He... Says he loves Leslie. I wonder if they made Teresa's I love you sound fake to keep us more hooked for the second episode. To keep us more hooked mm-hmm. for the women tell all. But I could just see him cracking under the pressure, honestly. I think this whole process has been quite difficult for him. So mm-hmm. he might just I choose know. himself. It works in 2000s movies. <laughs> but I, I have a hard time, Gary, going through this process and not picking someone. I just... That would be devastating because, in like, there was a long streak on this show where the lead ends up with nobody, you know? And I was hoping the Golden Bachelor would be a good departure from that, you know? Like, uh, and uh, he has to end up with someone. There's not a scenario where he ends up with no one. I, and for that reason, I think it's Teresa. I think. I think they're just trying to throw us off the scent. I think it's Teresa who's going to win in the end. Because he doesn't feel that strongly towards Leslie. I, I I don't see it. I don't know. Because the only real conversations we see with him and Leslie are like, hey, were you sore after the Doom Buggies? Me too. I I, I don't know. It's go cool. like, 
we have to give it to Re- to Teresa, right? Right? We have to. We gotta. All right. <laughs> so congratulations to Teresa. As much as America is gonna hate it, we love to see it. I, I'm Team Teresa. I've always been Team Teresa. If you go back, go back and check. I was always on her team. But I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As a reminder, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. And please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. And with your predictions, send us your predictions for the final two. Will Gary end up with someone? Who knows? And remember, find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. Deja, where can people send their tickets to Costa Rica? Ooh, actually, please send me all of those. You can send this to <laughs> at Deja Talks TV on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. Uh, Justin, where can people send their hot seat invitations to? Uh, oh, that was a good one. Oh, wait, you can send those to um, wherever toys are sold at Freddy's Roommate on TikTok, Twitter, and on Instagram. And we almost ended the show without naming the show. We, it's our favorite, we did. favorite segment. Okay, uh, okay. Women tell all. There has to be. If you don't know, we always named the show after we've been having a theme of songs this um, season. Uh, tell all, tell it something. You know, if we hadn't already done "Don't Stop Believing," I would have done that for this one. Really? All these women—they're leaving believing in love. <sighs> oh, okay. Um. Uh, tell me to, to. What's that song where it's like giving him something he can talk about? Wait, no, that's not how it goes. Wait, oh my gosh. Uh, tell tell me something good. What's that? How's it? Tell uh. <laughs> tell me something good. Tell. Is that your love? Tell me something good by That's the name of it. Perfect. (laughs) The title of this episode, Tell Me Something Good. That's gonna bring us to the end of this episode. And we will see you next week on Decoding Reality. Adios. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.